0: Uh, are you guys excited to be here tonight? Okay, it's a little bit better. We're like past dentist hype, and we're like to to Zoom school hype. Jordan, we're there. We're making it one step at a time. I'll ask one more time, just in case we're like getting there, and it just takes a little bit, because I get it. You were on Zoom all day today, and it just takes a little bit of time to get the gears turning. Are you guys pumped to be here tonight? You're excited to be at a live in person Oh, goodness. You guys look good, even with masks on. You look great. I can see the smiles underneath all of your masks. Um, How is it, guys? How many of you guys started school this week? How many of you guys are going to start school in the week to come, in the weeks to come? Nice. Nice. Well, you're here now, and we have 20 more minutes, and I believe that God's given me a word for you. Do you guys bring your Bibles? If you didn't bring your Bibles, it's okay. I'm going to read it anyways, and you can write it down in your notes. Um, I'm going to be reading a core scripture out of Isaiah 43, just in case you weren't here last week or you didn't catch it on the podcast. We're in a series now called Ground Up. Everybody say, ground up. Oh, say it like you mean it. Say, ground up. Not like the meat, don't worry, for those who are vegetarian. I'm talking from the ground up, like we're building this from the ground Up As I was praying about where to go in a new series, I really kept kept feeling God challenge me in just trying to start a new season for us in Alive. Because when we were starting to plan these in-person gatherings, the thought kept arising, how do we make Alive, Alive? How do we make it be like it used to be? But I really felt God challenge me in that thought and say things like, what if I want to do something new? And here's the idea of the series. Until we let go of our standards of what today should look like, as long as it's compared to yesterday, we will always be discouraged. We will always be frustrated. We will always be seeking more. We will never be content. And I believe God's desire for all of you guys is that you will feel contentment. Because I mean, God has given us more than enough. He has everything that we need. So why is it that we strive for something different? Why is it that we want something more? And there's so much turmoil in our world today, God is desiring to give you peace tonight. You might be discouraged because your school year doesn't look like the way that it used to. And you start to compare like, man, I remember back to school shopping. You guys like back to school shopping? Anybody? No? No, you guys don't. I mean, like I wasn't. Okay, thanks. I was in Target the other day with Karen. And we were looking at all the signs of just like, back to school, get your pencils and crayons. And I I wasn't a fan of like pencils and crayons, but I used to like going clothes, like clothes shopping. I think that was really, really cool. Um, Anybody, do you guys enjoy that? Did you guys still do that? Even though, I mean, it wasn't like normal. You guys still, no, no. All right. Well, you're here now. (laughs) You might be like feeling, man, I wish I had what I used to have. And there's that sense of discouragement, right? I feel like we've all been battling the sense of discouragement. But what if God wants to start something new in you? What if God wants you to step into a new season? What if your understanding of what life should look like is compared to what was and God wants to start something in what is right now? From the ground up, we're building from the ground up. And so if you guys missed the message from last week, it's on podcast. Just search "Live Youth. It's just sharing the heart of this series. And so Isaiah chapter 43 is kind of the foundation of where we're going to be started today of this series, and it starts in verse 16. It says, I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and drowned. I, I said, their lives snuffed out like a smoldering wave. but forget all of that. Everybody said, forget about it. But forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I am going to do. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I'm going to make a pathway through the wilderness. I'll create rivers in the dry wasteland. God wants to do something fresh and something new in your lives starting tonight. And I like to say, if you're going to start something new, it's very important that you step into that Being prepared. Turn to anybody around you, socially distance, of course, and say, get prepared. Okay? Get prepared. Get prepared. Have you ever felt unprepared? Maybe you felt unprepared when school started on Zoom just a couple days ago. Maybe you felt unprepared. I mean, I still have dreams. This is sad. You can pray for me. I still have dreams about feeling unprepared in school. Ugh. You know, okay, back when school like, was a thing, like being at school, you guys remember those days? Hmm. Back in my day when school was a thing, uh, we used to get these things called schedules that had things on it called classrooms. Do you guys remember classrooms? <laughs> yeah, it's a thing of the past. But anyways, I still have these thoughts of not remembering where my classrooms were. I felt so unprepared And so here's the idea for tonight. If we're going to start something new, we're going to start something fresh, we need to prepare. Turn to anybody around you and say prepare. Prepare. If you guys are taking notes, this is something to write down. This is something I was taught, and I think it's so good. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I'm just going to let the sirens pass. I'm going to say that again. Let that sink in for a second. If you fail to plan... You plan to fail. I think that it's important for us to plan. Because God wants us to start something new. But if you start something new and you don't plan, if you don't have the proper tools, it's only going to end in um in, in discouragement. It's going to be frustrating. There's been a lot of times when I've tried to build things from Ikea. And have you ever... okay? Not, not Ikea, because they give you things. But have you guys ever, okay, I know Michael. Have you guys ever done like a model, like a model toy or like a model car or like something like that? When I was younger, I used to be into models. But what I didn't know about models was that it didn't come with paint or glue. It literally just came with the model. And I just, I was so excited because I remember I saw this model of a, a motorcycle. And for some reason, I was really into motorcycles for this season of my life. My dad went out and got me this model motorcycle to put together. And I was so excited. And I remember sitting down, just ready to put it together. And I pull out the instructions and it says, included model kit, not included paint and glue. I'm like, the heck? And here's the the idea. If we step into something and we're not prepared, we're not going to be able to finish it. We're not going to be able to enjoy it. And so if we're talking about stepping into a new season, like I think we can all agree that we want, right? We want a new start. We want a new beginning. I think we need to be prepared for it. Turn to those around you again and say, get prepared. We all need a new start. We all need a new start. So Ephesians chapter six, verse 13, it's a section of scripture that talks about the armor of God. And so we're getting suited up. We're getting suited up, ready for this new season. Because if we're just like, yeah, I want a new season, and we jump into it, we're all gung-ho, and we're all excited, but we don't have the proper attire, and we don't have the proper foundation, it's just going to fizzle out. And so tonight, I'm going to give you guys the tools that you need to get the most out of this brand new season. Ephesians chapter 6 gives us this listing of the armor of God. Have you guys heard that passage of Scripture before? The armor of God. It's awesome. I remember singing songs about it in Sunday school. Um, anybody remember some like armor of God? So, okay. It was like coloring books too. I, I used to love coloring the armor of God. That was pretty cool. Um, have you ever felt unprepared in what you're wearing? I mean, I can't hear you guys necessarily. So if have to you like, yeah, nod. Have you ever felt like underdressed? That's like the worst feeling in the world. Um, there was a time that I went to a wedding of a friend of mine. And this is actually where I met Nicole a long time ago. Um, but I was asked to help with the worship there. And earlier that day, this is, this is a true story, guys. Some of you might have shared this day with me and didn't even realize it. Um, but it was many moons ago. And we did beach baptisms for, for a live. And <laughs> yeah. Do you remember this, Annie? So we did beach baptisms. That was a story in and of itself. But after the beach baptisms, the wedding that I was going to go to was in Oxnard, and it was in Ventura. And so it didn't make sense to go all the way home and all the way back. So I packed all my stuff in my car because I was going to go to the wedding after we did beach baptisms in Ventura. And so we went to the wedding, and when we got to the wedding, I realized that I didn't pack any shoes, I show up at this wedding and I have flip-flops on. You ever felt unprepared? And guys, I'm not just like attending the wedding just casually. Like they asked me to help lead worship. Nicole, do you remember this? (laughs) Vividly. Yeah, that was a real thing. I felt so unprepared and I felt so uncomfortable. And I think if we're all agreeing that we want something new from God, if we're not dressed up properly... We're not going to receive it to the fullest. We're not going to embrace it. We're not going to enjoy it. And so this message is all about getting us prepared to step into something new because we can all agree that we need something new, right? I know I do. So I want you guys to get the most out of something new. And so here we go. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. Therefore, everybody say, "Therefore." therefore. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to resist the enemy. Can I tell you that there's an enemy that's real and is devoted to seeing you not step into the things that God has for you? Maybe you're getting attacked by a fly right now, like I am. And the enemy is a lot like the flies. <laughs> He's actually referred to as the Lord of the flies. I wonder why, because flies are freaking annoying. Anyways, flies are really Persistent. And they're really annoying. That's like the enemy. The enemy's really annoying. And he really wants to get in your face and distract you from what God has for you. It says, put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to resist. Everybody say resist. Oh, say it like you mean it. Say resist. So you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you'll still be standing firm. I'd like to think that we've all been in a battle. Maybe you're in one right now. Maybe you're in one mentally. I think a lot of people are struggling mentally right now, emotionally. There's something about isolation that causes us to get inside, that causes us to feel alone, and when we're alone, we start to battle with thoughts. I don't know if it's like just me or if this relates with anybody, but when I'm alone, I start to think, and when I start to think, I start to evaluate myself, and when I start to evaluate myself, I start to get discouraged start to think things like, man, you'll never amount to anything. You'll never do anything meaningful in your life. You'll never get what that thing is that you're, de- that you're desiring for. Maybe you're struggling with some thoughts like that. Maybe you're feeling like you want to give up. But I'm here to tell you that that is not from God. There's a real enemy and he wants you to not step into the newness that God has for you. So God is here and he's saying it's time to start fresh. It's start, time to start new. And when you put on the armor of God, it's not saying if you go into a battle or if you get attacked by the enemy, it's saying when you get into a battle, you'll still be standing firm at the end of it. That's my desire for all of us, that we'll come out of this better than what we were when we started. It says, stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth, the body armor of God's righteousness for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. There was another time that I felt unprepared. Guys, I am, I am a very unprepared person. This is why I need Karen in my life, okay? If you guys know Karen, you know that she comes prepared to everything, I do not. There was a time that I went to play soccer. Why? Okay. Yeah. I went to go play soccer with my friend. It was a co-ed league. And I show up there. And they already had a bunch of players on their team. And so I'm like, I'm just going to watch. I'm just going to chill. Because in case you didn't know, I'm not very athletic. Okay? I'm very competitive. And I'm I'm very not athletic, which is not a good combination. That is just a combination that leads to frustration. Because I'm competitive, which means I want to win. But I rarely win because I'm not athletic. Anyways, playing soccer and we get there and my friend looks at me he's like dude he pulls me aside it's co-ed okay he says dude we need you to be goalie i'm like what you need me to be goalie he's like yeah he needs you to be goalie her goalie didn't show up we're down i'm like no you don't understand like i I don't i don't do that i don't play goalie he's like i need you to be goalie i look down i'm wearing like khaki shorts and i'm not not wearing flip-flops don't worry wearing Vans. I'm wearing Vans and I'm wearing khaki shorts. He says, I need you to be goalie. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this for you. So I get out there and I'm going to play goalie. And then the referee blows his whistle, points at me. He says, the game has to stop. He can't play. I'm like, why not? And they said, because he doesn't, he doesn't have shin guards. And so people are starting to panic and they're like, get this man some shin guards. And so they're looking around. Nobody has extra shin guards. This is before Corona, BC. And so when people could actually share things, and there were no shin guards to be found, and so somebody is like, "I have an idea." And we're like, "What's your idea?" And they pull off their flip-flops. <laughs> what is the? What is it with flip-flops? Why does that keep coming back tonight? So we put the flip-flops in my socks, and the ref said, "Carry on." It worked, but I was so unprepared, and because I was unprepared, I was I like left that battle so beat up emotionally and physically. Because like, guys, if you're under the impression that like, oh, guys, were strong. Yeah, like there were girls that were going beast. And they were like attacking the goal. And I'm not a goalie. And they were like aiming at me. I feel like with soccer, you're supposed to aim at the net. They were like aiming at me. And so I had to jump. Okay, anyways. But I felt so unprepared. And so my heart for us tonight is that we learn how to get prepared. Hebrews chapter, or sorry, Ephesians chapter six is talking about how we are to get prepared, the armor of God, the belt of truth, no truth. Where do you get your truth from? The body armor of righteousness, the shoes of peace from the good news. Oh, I love it. We're in a series with our junior high service on Sundays talking about the good news, the gospel. And so I'd like to challenge you, what is the good news? What would you define the good news as? Is your understanding of who Jesus is of who God is, is that good? Or is it something that's not good? Because if it's not good, if it's stressful, if it's bad, then I question if that's truly the message from God. And then it goes on to say, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is, by the way, the word of God. Do you notice that the word of God is the only offensive piece of the, of the uh, armor of God? The entire armor of God is all about being defensive, but the only offensive piece is the word of God. And I would challenge you, how are you doing in getting into God's word? Is it hard for you to understand God's word? Is it a desire of yours to get into God's word? Is it something that's challenging? Do you not understand it? If you don't understand it, please come to one of the leaders. We want to help you understand it. It's actually way easier to understand than you think. Maybe you picked up your Bible and you started reading in the Old Testament first. If you haven't read through the New Testament, I would encourage you to get an understanding of the New Testament first before going to the Old Testament. I'm not saying one's better than the other because you need one. You can't have one without the other. But what I am saying is if you start in Leviticus and you try to get an understanding of who God is and his heart for you through Leviticus, you're going to wonder why it's talking so much about offering the fatty lobe of a calf. And you're like, what? There was a time that I was trying to get like a fresh word from God. And so if you've ever done this, I've done this where you pull out your Bible and you just do Bible roulette. You just open it. You're like, God, speak to me. <laughs> and you point at a scripture. Have you ever done that? I've done that. I'm like, Lord, I need you to speak to me. I'm feeling really discouraged. And I open it up. And then I point at a scripture. And it's like they were naked and unashamed. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Jesus, I think I hear you. (laughs) Hebrews chapter four, verse 12, it says, for the word of God is alive. Everybody say alive. Alive. Word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joints and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. God's word is everything. God's word is everything. God has promises for you. God has his heart written out. In plain sight for you. God's word is everything. And if you can't name it, you can't claim it. Mm, If you don't know what the word says, it's impossible to claim it for your life, to claim it over your life. And I would encourage you guys tonight to get into God's word, to name it. If you're struggling with depression, if you're struggling with anxiety, if you're struggling with feeling loved, if you're struggling with letting things go, like forgiveness, Find scriptures to hold on to. Write it out on a sticky note. Slap it on your mirror somewhere that you can see it. Man, the Bible app is legit. It has plans for just about anything that you could ever go through. And it has really cool daily verse devotions as well. It's awesome. Um, What are we doing to prepare? We've all been there, right, where you're about to take a test and you feel unprepared for the test. Anybody? Anybody? Just me. I have, oh gosh, (laughs) flashbacks, flashbacks. It's like in high school or junior high, it's the teacher's are like, okay, time for a test. And you're just like, um, I didn't know that we were doing a test. And that moment where your stomach drops, I want you guys to be so certain, not if, but when hard times come of what God's word says about not only what you're about to go through, but who you are. If your identity isn't founded, and what God's word says about you, then it's founded on something that's not sustainable. 2 Timothy chapter 2, it says in verse 15, it says, work hard, everybody say, work it. Work hard so you can present yourself to God and receive his approval, be a good worker, it takes work, be a good worker, one who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly explains the word of truth. Then it also says, avoid worthless, foolish talk that only leads to more godless behavior. This kind of talk spreads like cancer. That hits pretty deep right now. I've come across so many conversations online that just go in circles of people trying to prove their ways of thinking as being right, and they just end up in these hour-long, day-long arguments with people that just don't really fix anything. Instead, it causes a lot of anger and a lot of division, and God wants us to be unified. I'm going to close this message with a story of Jesus. In Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11, I'm not going to read it right now, but I'm just going to kind of paraphrase it just for sake of time. So I'd encourage you guys to read it when you get home. But this is right before Jesus stepped into his earthly ministry. Okay, it says that the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. And while he was in the wilderness, he fasted 40 days. That's a long time. I have a hard time going like a couple hours. Jesus went 40 days without any food, any water. And while he was there, the enemy came afterwards and started to tempt him. This is known as like the temptation of Jesus. He starts throwing things in front of Jesus' face. And every time he threw something in front of Jesus' face, you know what Jesus did? He didn't run and hide. He didn't say, devil, please go away. I can't. He didn't go to Twitter and start venting about what the devil was doing in his life. He didn't post about it, hashtag temptation. He responded to what the devil was saying to him with what the word of God said. And here's something to note in that very passage of scripture. The enemy tried to use the word of God to trip Jesus up too. Woo! This is why, guys, it's so important for you to understand God's heart and to read scriptures in context. Because if you take scriptures out of context, it's very, very easy to, get, to create a misunderstanding of what it actually means. And so when you take a scripture, here's something to hold on to. And this is a thought that I'll leave you guys with. Don't mold the Bible around your life. Mold your life around the Bible. What does the Bible have to say? What does the word of God have to say? And when you get into the word of God, you'll start to feel sharpened. You'll start to feel loved. You'll start to feel whole. Jesus was about to enter into a new season. But before he did, he prepared. He knew the tools that he had. He knew the tools that God gave him. My question to you tonight is if you genuinely want a new start, you genuinely want a new beginning, are you willing to put in the work to prepare? Because I think new things, that sounds sexy, right? That sounds good. That sounds, can I say that? I said it. It's already done. It's recorded. Sorry. (laughs) It's exciting. New things are exciting, right? It's like if you get a gym membership, you're pumped and it's new. Like, ah, yes. But if you don't have the proper tools, It's not sustainable. I've been there. I got a gym membership one time, one time, a long time ago. Do I have one still? No. Why? Because I didn't have the right tools. If you don't have the right tools, it's hard to sustain. And God has called us to sustain, to endure. I want us to come out the other side of this stronger. And when we embrace that it's a new season, when we're building it from the ground up and we have the proper tools, you will be able to stand firm when the storms of life come. God has something new for you, and my question to you today, are you willing to put in the work to get the tools?